Staring at the members I remember uh, You can't dismember this bully What can you tell us when the father's love was zealous for us We were rebellious uh, But now as with Christ no longer felons And yeah, Jose on the curb giving the word But they just want the herb and we ushers don't let it burn uh, uh, You see the body and the things that we embody We're back Yeah we are Yep We're actually in uh, S&J Studios Finally It's been a while It has been a while we are uh, live on Facebook. Joy, point at, point at our live on Facebook. We've got uh, our new producer in the building. That is producer, as my daughter calls, T-Ty. Uh, Ty in the building. He's producing with us. Ty, say, say hey on your mic that's not as loud as our mics. Hello. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, Ty's producing for us. He's helping us out. We've been looking for somebody like that. Yep, but we're in S&J Studios, like I said. Brought to you this episode, like every episode, is brought to you by Red Letter, Red Letter Clothing. That's redletterclo.com. Redletter.clo. Yeah. Red Letter. We'll put the link in the, uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. Sorry. So, Sorry, guy. Yeah. Um, we've got a website. Got a website. What's what's the that uh, address there, Joy? Sportsandjesuspod.com. Sportsandjesuspod.com. You can listen to all of our episodes. Also, we're really excited to let you know that soon we'll, we will be offering a membership to where you can get extra content from Sports and Jesus crew. More, more frequent content i thought you were about to say more you could have gotten like for example my reaction to the tennessee game which i'm sure many of you would have liked to have seen it was awful man so we'll dive right into it college football's back and for me college football is over so i'm done with it really done 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 i for those of you that this might be your first episode i am Sadly, I'm a Tennessee fan. So, yeah. And if you didn't, if you were, I guess, in a hole last weekend, Tennessee got beat by Georgia State. I see. It sounded not so bad for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it was it was crazy because I, I'm watching that game and I'm thinking like, all right, if we can just get a first down. Then I'm like, wait, we're playing Georgia State. Why am I telling myself if we can just get a first down? Like, we should be up. Like, this is like we are paying this team to come so that we can beat them and feel good about our season. And they're beating us. Our defense was awful. Our offense wasn't good. It was just, it was bad. And how much money did y'all pay them? A lot. It was, yeah, it was real bad. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about college football. Oh, college football's not so bad. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about it because <laughs> NFL hadn't – well, actually, it's starting, right? We're recording this Thursday evening as the first NFL game is beginning. But um, so we talked last episode about who we thought – what transfer quarterbacks we thought were going to have good seasons, and they all looked pretty good Saturday. Joy, in your opinion – which one looked the best? 
You got to pick one. Statistically, I think Justin Fields had to do the best, right? Yeah, he he looked good. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, what do you compare the competition between him and the team that he played in Houston, though? What team did he play? I don't remember. (laughs) You're supposed to know this stuff, man. (laughs) I don't remember either. I I know they weren't very good. Yeah, Jalen Hurts definitely looked good as well. So did Jacob Eason look good. Yeah, he looked really good, too. I think all three of those guys looked good. Uh, Definitely the one that looked the worst was Tate Martell because he's now a wide receiver. (laughs) Since since last episode, Tate Martell has become a wide receiver. I really don't like him. I know. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, he he got beat out and then swapped to to wide receiver. I know we we talked about it last episode. You said the only reason you knew who he was was because of the QB one. Instantly started rooting against that guy. <laughs> Did Florida you, Atlantic. So I I was in Ukraine a couple weeks ago, and on the way back, I noticed and I watched the entire. They released a new season of QB one. Have you seen that? I've seen it, but I haven't watched it. Seen it as in like I saw it on my <laughs> Netflix Netflix queue. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I've seen it with my eyes, but I didn't partake in it mentally. I don't know. I said that about Justin Fields, but I mean Jalen put a lot better stats than he did. Then why did you say that? I'm just going by what ESPN tells me. Those guys don't know what they're talking about. Florida Atlantic, is that who they played? Yeah, we could do their job. Florida Atlantic's job? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Who's their quarterback? Wasn't that in it? Florida Atlantic, the guy from, that was at Alabama, Blake Barnett. Is that where he's at? No, he's South Florida. Make he, sure you're speaking to the mic. Yeah, he looked terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He was actually uh Nice at, guy, though. He was at, uh, at our church one Easter. Mm-hmm. I shook his hand. Was it massive? No. His <laughs> hand wasn't really big. I guess normal size for, I don't know. Well, it's not like Kawhi Leonard. Comic. <laughs> I did not expect to go to the sizes of people's hands. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's, that's not in our uh, things to talk about list. That's right. We're in front of a live audience. Vols, D-back, Terrell yeah, Bailey, wanna, I, NCAA transfer portal. I don't want to talk about them anymore. <laughs> um, I, I've watched, so back to QB1, I've watched the newest season and really enjoyed it. Like, they did a good, so they cover, mm, I can't think of anybody's name. So they cover a quarterback <laughs> from Florida who is probably like upper class, parents have money. He's headed to Kentucky. Then they cover more of like a middle-class guy from Arizona who's number one quarterback of the country. Can't think of his name. I'm picturing Spencer Rattler. Um, he he went to Oklahoma. He's at Oklahoma. And then they cover a, a guy out of New Orleans that obviously comes from a like a much rougher area. So it's just cool to see those like contrast of guys all like high-level reclu- recluits. Recluses, recluses. <laughs> they're they're spiders, um, but like to see them like all different walks of life, and to see them go through their 
their senior season and to see like the differences in just the schools that they go to and what they face and the obstacles that they face is just, it was, I, I enjoyed it. Probably my, my favorite season of the show so far. So, um, way too early final four. Who you got? Either right now, gun to your shoulder. Clemson. Clemson. I'm right there. I'm I'm writing this down to hold him accountable to this. Clemson, Georgia, Georgia. Ooh, see if Georgia beating Alabama. I do. Alabama will not be in the next two. Michigan, uh-huh. and Wisconsin is there just to lose. Wisconsin and Michigan are in the same conference there, buddy. You have two people from the Big Ten. Exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, yeah, let's stick with that. All right. So Double, I've got, doubling I've, down. <laughs> I've got Clemson, Alabama, and the rest doesn't matter. Um, now, I've got Clemson, Alabama, Washington, and I'm going Texas, Tejas. Why did I pronounce it like that? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, that's what I got. So we'll see who's most rightest because we both have Clemson, but then the next three, we've got completely different. <laughs> you know what I want? Though? Nobody has Oklahoma I want or o- Ohio State. I want Oklahoma and Alabama to play each other in the playoffs. And then Jalen just to dominate. Oh, that would be my dream. <laughs> like for Alabama fans to cry and everybody to see that Jalen is better than Tua and Jalen wins the Heisman. Oh, that would be like the dream season now that Tennessee season is over. Georgia State. <laughs> All right, NFL. Um, <laughs> so on the way back from Ukraine, got a update. Actually, my dad got an update on his phone and uh, informing us that Andrew Luck retired. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that was pretty wild. Out of the blue. Uh-huh, because he plays for a blue team. Yeah. yeah. Andrew guy. Luck, the guy in the NFL that looks most like a Civil War general. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Actually, yeah. That was way too much <laughs> silence for me to think about that. <laughs> for you just to say, yeah. <laughs> I feel like with that amount of silence, you should you know have come what? up with a... Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Andrew Luck retires, really surprising, because I think if you asked, like, if I was asked a guy in the NFL that, I don't know what that sound was, but somebody's getting a fine. Um, I just got an email from Wayfair. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, I really like this soundboard here. Um. So somebody, what I was saying is if you had to pick somebody that like loves, that you would say just loves football, like just loves playing football, would play for like no money, number one on the list would be Andrew Luck, I think. Yeah, player. Coach, immediately when he said someone who loves football in the NFL, I got to think of Gruden. Well, yeah, but he's not getting his spleen ripped. Through his shoulder. That's not what happened, is it? No. Ruptured spleen. Probably Pretty much. Close. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I just go in for the like actually like why is your spleen up here? <laughs> it's not supposed to be up this high. I'm not a doctor. Well, I am a doctor, <laughs> and this isn't right. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, which I can understand. He's about to have his first kid. Just got married. Like, I think you you tend to think about life differently when those two things happen. What about that Speaking booing? Experience What's that booing. Man, fans are fans. I mean, Cleveland booed LeBron, and then. Cheered him a few later, a few years later. There's a word I forgot to say. Fans years. gonna fan, <laughs> fan in it. <laughs> um, so I've got some exciting news. I have a new favorite quarterback in the NFL, and his name is Cam Newton. I love Cam Newton. Why's that? Why? Uh, so I've been watching a show called All or Nothing on Amazon Prime. And they do it. It's kind of like Hard Knocks, but where Hard Knocks is during the preseason, this covers the whole season. And so they've done it like four seasons. I think like the first season was the Cardinals, then they did the Chargers, and then they did the Cowboys, and then last year they did, or it just came out, but it was last season's uh, Panthers. And like I just love the way he carries himself. Like I love his confidence. I love, but I love that he like. He try like he wants to be, like he is and desires to be a good leader. He wants like he works hard at what he does. Like it, it just makes me think like when I think just gifting wise, you know who who I think compares to Cam Newton? No, Vince Young. So like I think they had just natural gifts. Like they had very similar gifts, right? But. Vince Young just, like, he did everything based on his gifts and talent. Whereas, like, Cam Newton works hard to, like, take the gifts that he's been given and become even better. And, and I just really, like, I like that. I know a lot of people don't like him because he comes off as cocky. and But I think you, like, when we talked about last episode, like, about Tate Martell. Like, I like my quarterback to have a little bit of that. Like, I like him to be confident. I like him to think he's the best. And and Cam Newton does that. I'm not a huge fan of of the hats he wears. Sometimes that's about the only thing I do like. Yeah, <laughs> like I'd wear that hat. <laughs> I would rock that hat. <laughs> There's not a hat Cam Newton wears that you would wear. <laughs> Google Cam Newton hats. That's what quick. I was about yeah. to do. We're we're gonna put some uh, examples up on our social media of, of Cam Newton's best hats. <laughs> but um, yeah. See, you would not wear any of those. I don't see one that I wouldn't wear. That one? The what is that like a voodoo hat? This is the only one that I don't think I would I'd want to wear. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> okay, sorry. This is a, we're <laughs> we're recording this and like <laughs> like audio wise. Yeah, that's what we, <laughs> like audio wise and we're looking at pictures and laughing. So I love uh, that one. Sorry about that. But uh, we'll, we'll put some of these pictures up. So, yeah, that's the only thing I, I disagree with Cam Newton on. But but I, I like Cam Newton. I, I've become just, – just the way he carries himself and, like, the way he supports and lifts up his teammates and, like, how, how hard he works and, and even how much of, like, a competitor he is and how much he wants to win. Like, I, I like that. So, so, sue me. I like Cam Newton. I'm, I'm glad he only played one year at Auburn, though. I think, yeah. We we did go 
Me and you both went to see him. We when did. Auburn played LSU. I saw him twice that year. I saw him when they played Ole Miss too. And I secretly, I didn't want to tell anybody, but I secretly liked them then. <laughs> like I thought, I thought it was cool how like, which I loved the whole like giving the ball after they score a touchdown, giving it to a kid. Like I liked when we watched him play LSU and he went up and like jumped up in the in the stands like with the fans after the game and stuff. Like, yep. like I I love that. I love how just happy he is to win. Even as an uh, as an Alabama fan, like I uh, forgot where I was going with what I was saying. One hundred percent, just left my mind. Even as an Alabama fan, you still like him. I think is what you're about to say. No. Even as an Alabama fan, he's not too bad. Oh, here I, I just remembered. Okay, I just remembered. <laughs> Rewind the whole <laughs> the whole story. Even as an Alabama fan. <laughs> The whole story with like Bo Nix being in that picture after they beat Oregon and that, now that was cool. It's a pretty yeah. cool story. Yeah, that is cool. Bo Nix. I mean, okay. I know we we've already talked about college football, but I feel like Auburn fans are convincing themselves that Bo Nix looked better than he did. Yeah, that one hundred percent. Because he looked awful until the very end of the game. Yeah. Which I know that's a hard. Like, that Auburn system is, it's all, like, the passing game seems to be all built around play action, right? Yeah. Like, you got to run the ball, and that opens up the passing lanes. And they couldn't run the ball. So, you got a freshman quarterback out there trying, like, it, and it's not a very advanced passing scheme. It seems to be. To, I mean, I, I'm not an expert. I don't know, but know. just just seems Everything to be. Everything sounded sounded good. You should have just went rolling. Yeah, sorry. It. Yeah. So, uh <laughs> And so he wasn't able to like like for example you saw was is it Jared Stidham is the first name Jared is that right Jarrett 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 I think it's Stidham like when they were running the ball good the first year he was there he looked great right Mm -hmm. and then when they struggled running the ball when their offensive line struggled he's not great and now he's the backup quarterback Tom Brady so pretty good gig yeah yeah that'll get you paid (laughs) (laughs) but so. Yeah, so I don't think Bo Nix just looked great. I mean, I think he's going to be fine, probably, if they can figure out how to run the ball more consistently, and I think he'll be fine. I mean, they didn't run the ball bad, and they ended up with some, some big stats. Now, but you did have the same take after the national championship game with Tua, and then Tua had the year that he had last year. What's Alabama going to do if Tua gets hurt? Mac Jones. Yeah, that's man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that receiving core like. They're gonna make you look better than you are. That's gonna be a big drop off, though. Do you think they make? To, okay, with that receiving core, they make you look better than you are. Jalen Hurts sure did look a lot better at Oklahoma. That's true. How good do you think Tua would look at Oklahoma? There's no telling. You think so, if if Tua, think, if Tua that- transferred to Oklahoma right now? Would he be the starting quarterback over Jalen Hurts? Yeah. So do you does the Alabama offensive scheme do that hold back Jalen? I I said it I said I th- it did. Okay. When I think if you compare any offensive scheme to Oklahoma's offensive scheme, then yes. But I think comparatively I think like typically like I think Alabama's offense makes to now two is I think is the best quarterback 
Alabama's ever had, right? So saying that. But I also think, as kind of the point you were making, a lot of quarterbacks would look okay with those weapons. And I, I don't think – I think it's the weapons more than the scheme, I guess. Like right. those those receivers, it's the same, same way at Clemson. So I, I don't know. Which, I mean, th- those receivers weren't always there when Jalen was there. You know, he didn't have quite the weapons. No, he didn't. The two years he started. And but, Calvin Ridley, I think, was really the best receiver he had. Yeah, which, I, I mean, that's Calvin Ridley's one of the best receivers. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, kind of last thing to talk about. I know we talked about last year. And, guys, I just want you to know, as many of you have followed my journey throughout this podcast of hating soccer to becoming a soccer fan, I just want you to know Tennessee has done this to me. Tennessee is the reason I've become a soccer fan. Passing passing me as a soccer fan. <laughs> yeah. So, um, last year we talked about, really the only soccer thing we talked about was that there was a player for Juventus, which is my favorite team, a... um that was racially <laughs> we're not there yet <laughs> that was a uh, racially instigated i guess or was they were mocked yes yes so this past weekend that same team that made the racist noises towards Moise Keen last year who now plays for for Everton i hate that we got rid of him but that they were playing that team um. Okay, the team. Can you show us how to pronounce the name of the team again? That you Calgary. Actually, Cal Cal Calgary. 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 Pronounce it. Calgary. 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 But it's spelled Cagliari. Cal Cag <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I can't say it. But um, they were playing Inter Milan and. Romelu Lukaku stepped up to take a penalty shot, and the fans did the same thing that they did to Moise Keane. And so, I mean, how do you like if you're if you're Serie A, or if you're I mean if you're Italian soccer, like how do you let that happen again? Like how do those fans keep getting into that stadium? Like is that not? I feel like anything like that is automatic, like lifetime ban. Well, they say. They insist that it's a form of respect. That doesn't make any sense. That's no. not a form of respect. It's straight up racism. Like, straight up. But, anyways, that's that's kind of a... I mean, that just reminds you of, like, the world isn't where it should be when it comes to things like that. No matter what we say, um, there's still racism out there. And that's something, whether in the sports world, in the church world, whatever world you're in, the political world, the business world, um, I think racism is something worth fighting against. It's so. tough. Hey, I mean, it's until Jesus comes back, racism is going to be there. But at the same time, you don't want to yeah. just use that as an excuse to not deal with it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, But that's all we got sports-wise. Um, if you got any questions or have anything you want to hear us talk about, sportsandjesus at gmail.com. Red Letter Clothing, check them out. Check out, was it sportsandjesuspod.com? Dot com. Yeah, check us out there. Follow social media. Leave us a 
five-star review on however you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the flippity flip. And we're back. Back in it. What? What? Sorry, I was really trying to find a a button to hit. Oh. Got a pop-up here. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm sorry about this, everybody. I'm not sure how to exit out of this pop-up. But uh, (laughs) apparently I'm doing a slot machine here. Okay. All right, sorry about that. My apologies. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm rattled, man. Uh, yeah. Welcome to yeah the the Jesus part of Sports and Jesus, or you might be listening to this on To Live as Christ podcast. So, yeah. Brought to you by Red Letter Clothing dot Red Letter dot com. I'm rattled. I'm sorry. That's a uh, Red Letter. Clothing, redletterclo.com. Also, if you haven't heard, we have a website now, sportsandjesuspod.com. So check us out. Soon we'll be offering a way for you to become a member and you'll get more frequent content from us as a way to support us. And um, we're also going to work something out to where some of what's given to support this podcast um, goes to also support some missions endeavors that we are a part of. So. Yeah, uh, went, speaking of missions, just went on a trip to Ukraine a couple weeks ago. How was that? Was it great? It was amazing. It was awesome. Um, to be honest, my daughter was the only reason I came back. So, <laughs> <laughs> Joy will be going on, when, when are you going? October 1st. October 1st on a trip to Austria? Austria. Right, yeah. so... That's exciting. So as you see, we don't just talk about missions. I mean, we take missions seriously. That's something that's important to us and, and close to our hearts. So everybody, you should be involved in missions. We're also live on Facebook. Yep. So this video will be, if you want to go follow us on Facebook, you can see what we look like right now, which is great. We're looking great, I think. Yep. We're wearing tuxedos. We smell great too. That's something you can't see in the video, but we smell awesome. Uh, we you, smell awesome. You might. We smell awesome. Always <laughs> awesome. Yep. So today we want to talk about this. This actually has has come up with uh, between me and some discussions with multiple friends before is what to look for in a church or what should you look for in a church. So. Kind of the premise we're, we're coming at here is if you're moving to a new town and you're trying to figure out what church to go to, what are some things you should look at as you visit churches? So we've kind of got this broken up into, we've got, I think, four things that we would say are extremely important, almost vital to um, a church has to be doing these things for that 
we think in order to be a healthy church, the church has to be doing these things. So obviously we would say you want to be a part of a healthy church. So, and we would say these four things make a healthy church. And then we've got one, two, three, four, like 28, um, secondary things. Not really that much. It's like, divide by two, add one, 15, 20, what'd I say? 28, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, that's actually 10. Close, oh, close. Man. Yeah. That's a rule on my exaggerations <laughs> that, uh, my friends have been, practicing for years and usually it's extremely accurate <laughs> it, it like, really is <laughs> so um kind of surprised. so we've got our new producer i keep wanting to call you like an engineer and i don't know why but we've got our, our a new producer here with sports and jesus in the building and that is producer ty ty say hey in your microphone hey so yep that's <laughs> ty ty's microphone isn't as loud as ours but you know it works whatever it is what it is. So, yeah. Sorry, I thought I heard. I was wondering what that noise was. I think, yeah. <laughs> what was it? You hear it? No. I think Ty. I think when you move, that cord hits Joy's uh, thing, and you hear you hear that little popping. I can't, I don't hear it now. Okay. Anyway, I just heard it. Maybe it's you. You move. Move like your head. Now you move. <laughs> we're just like, we're all dancing here. And like, okay. Anyway. So, okay. Uh, Joy, what is, do you hear it? That's it. Is it? I don't know. Okay. Something, <laughs> some cord is hitting somebody's. Yeah. So, anyway, um, Joy, what is the first thing you look for in church? If you're moved to a new town, visiting churches, what's the the number one thing that you look for? What is expositional preaching? <laughs> what is expositional preaching for $500? Uh, yes, I would agree with that. I think that's probably the most vital. And by expositional preaching, we've done an episode on this. You can go back and hear us explain our... Uh, explain what we mean by expositional preaching. Basically, we mean preaching God's word. Um, we we believe firmly in preaching like verse by verse through a text, letting the text. <laughs> Come on, guys! Y'all just doing that. <laughs> I don't hear anything until you stop, and then I start listening. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. That, that that really gets on my nerves when I like I go back and listen to our podcast and you can hear stuff like that. But anyway, yeah. So expositional preaching. Uh, T. Ty, what would you say is something important? Did you say gospel centered theology? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Gospel centered theology. Thanks, Ty. Uh, <laughs> so I would agree. And and so basically, like we mean. The gospel is at the center of the theology. The gospel is at the center of everything that's done. Like everything comes back to the message of Jesus, not the pastor's giftedness, not, um, not even loving one another. Like everything comes back to Jesus. The way the Bible is preached points to Jesus. All those things are, everything's about Jesus, right? So Jesus is at the center. Jesus is supreme. Jesus is what's important. 
So also, I think I would add a desire to reach the lost or evangelism. Like there's some churches that just that's not important to them. Yeah, they just kind of give money to an organization once a month, and they yeah. kind of that's as far as they yeah go. Or or sometimes expositional preaching might be important to them, but yeah. it might not be important to them. Like like some the way some churches are built is like that's kind of the the minister's job or the preacher's job is to reach to the lost. Right. Um. But I would say it's important to find a church that I figured out what it is. There's our table hitting mine. Uh-huh. Yeah, so to find a church that it's that it is outward focused, I guess, or or that's important to them to see people saved, to share the gospel, not just to preach the gospel, but to share the gospel and to push their people to share the gospel. And so, and I think the last thing that we wrote down is it's really important to us to find a church that is involved in missions on some level, right? So opportunities to go on mission trips. They support missionaries, specifically church planting and churches planted all over the world. Um, we've talked about that a lot too, but that's that's really important. So those are the four things. Expositional preaching, gospel-centered theology, desire to reach the lost, and missions. So I we were talking about what are some like secondary issues. So say you go to a bigger city and you might have 10 churches that do all four of these things, right? What helps you decide between those ten churches? So what what are the like the secondary things that can kind of like tiebreakers, I guess? Right. So um producer Ty said it's important to him to and I would agree with this, a church that's um I guess the best word would be like like friendly or welcoming or like a church that doesn't make you feel like an outsider, I guess, as, as a guest. Um, a church that's not clicked up so much that, that you feel like you're not a part of it. That A church that it's important to them to to make guests and new people um, feel involved and have ways to involve. Yeah. Um, have ways to let you know what's going on. Uh, Joy said a church that's clean. Um. <laughs> I guess uh, regularly vacuumed. Yeah, I mean, the bathrooms are clean. What would what would your reaction be if you saw a uh, cockroach running across the floor? I've seen it. Yeah. I've too. I've been in a church. Okay, story time. <laughs> story time. This was a good church too. Okay, I've been in church. I was there early, right? Um, went to the bathroom. Was at the urinal. Okay. Looked up, and on top of the stall, there were two. We'll say mice chasing each other across the top of the stall. Would you never go to that church again? If you saw that? Very good chance. <laughs> Very <laughs> good chance. You're out. <laughs> yeah. I'm walking out the door. <laughs> um, so, Joy also said a church that offers coffee. Yeah. Gotta have coffee. So, yeah. That's a big one. Uh, those last two were kind of jokes, obviously. Um, especially if you're involved in missions, there's going to be some places where you go where where a clean church or a church of clean people is not really an option. Um, but this next one's really important. Obviously, a church with air conditioning. Yeah. Um, especially if you're looking for a church in Alabama, it has to have air conditioning, right? Okay, I'm just joking. Our church in Ukraine, 
does not have air conditioning. Also, I'm pretty sure like 84 is the hottest day of the year there. So they don't really need it. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, they just open up windows, turn some fans on. <laughs> it's great. Usually they can get a little stuffy in there. But um, so those are kind of jokes. But seriously, what are some things that you look like? What is that next tier? I think theology, like we talked about gospel-centered theology, where we mean like Jesus is important, like the gospel is clearly taught. But theology, like um, I guess lining up with me theologically, that would be important to me. And um, so, I mean, it don't have to line up in, in every way. Like, So I would say, here's an example of not having to line up in every way that I do. So I'm Baptist. Go to Baptist church. Grew up in a Baptist church. We're all Baptist. We all have been Baptist our our whole lives. We're all members of Baptist churches. If I had if I had a friend who was in a town where he had a Baptist church to go to, but they didn't preach expositionally, they weren't gospel centered, and they didn't reach the loss. But there's a Presbyterian church that did preach expositionally and did reach the lost, and was gospel-centered, I'd say go to that Presbyterian church. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's why I say that's why I put theology in kind of the second tier, I guess. Um, it's important. It's good as a tiebreaker, but it's not. You don't have to line up. As long, as long as the gospel is clear and you agree on those, what we call a close-handed issues of, of the gospel, then you can worship together. So speaking of worship, I would say, Music is kind of a, an important thing. And, and when we say music is an important thing, I don't necessarily mean like the style of music. Like I don't mean like some some people. Okay. We'll stop right here. Like a lot of people, they would say, what are the most important things you look for? And music would be like number one. Yeah. And by music, yeah. they mean I want to go to a church that they play the kind of music that I like. Yeah. So I'm only going to go to a church that plays contemporary music. Or you'll hear, I'm only going to go to a church that plays hymns. Or I'm going to go to a church that does a lot of Southern gospel. That's yeah. that's not what we mean. Um, when we say music is important, we mean like gospel. Like we don't we don't mean style. Um, we mean lyrically. Like what's in the lyrics of the music that's being sung? We would say that's important. Yeah, like you want to go to where you're singing gospel centered lyrics, not come. And go with me, too. That's a great song, man. Uh, That's that's probably not a Sunday morning song. No, no. That's (laughs) a uh, Wednesday night youth service song. Oh yeah, always youth camp. But uh, (laughs) but yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I know we don't have the rights to it, so that's why I stopped. Like you you knew where I was going. Yeah, (laughs) that was Joy. Actually, just wrote that song. That's not. It might sound like another song, but he really just wrote it. Yeah. Uh, But like we, when we've talked about what gospel-centered worship looks like lyrically, and um, the, I think that's that's important. Like you want to sing gospel-centered just as much as you want to hear gospel-centered preaching. Um, one thing we didn't write down, but I think is important is, and and some people make this more important, but like like programs. Some people will say like I'm not going to a church because they don't have, you know as big of a youth program as this church, I would say that's not a good reason in that sense. Um, like I would say, okay, if you have a church that say you have a teenager 
you have church A does expositional preaching, gospel-centered, desire to reach the lost, and missions. But they don't have a youth group. Church B, or church 2, they don't do any of those things, but they have a huge youth group. There are there are a lot of people that would pick church B if they had a teenager. Yeah. We would say no. Don't do that. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Like that's not a good that doesn't trump like like we mentioned, like a friendly church, a a church where you feel like you're a part of it, or even a church where your children feel like they're a part of it. Like that's good and that's important, but that doesn't trump the first four that we mentioned. Right? Right. So we would think it'd be better for your family to go for your child to not be in a youth group, but hear expositional preaching every Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Now, hopefully, you can find a church that has both of those things, right? That's the goal. And a church that does youth ministry, gospel-centered to leave. Yep. Hashtag goals. Yep. <laughs> when you first said program, I thought you meant like, the paper program. <laughs> the bulletins. <laughs> like the bulletin? Yeah. The church, has like, to, the, the church has to be very creative in their bulletins. Color, uh, people. Color. Come on. Yeah. Color bullet. If if you're if I go to your church, your bulletin's in black and white, I'm not coming back. I'm sorry. <laughs> like that's just but <laughs> um so also I think community and discipleship is important. So we want a church that most important is they want to see people saved, but you also want to find a church that then disciples the people that are being saved. Right. And, and that's typically done through community. So you want to find a church where you can find a community and you can find people to disciple you and encourage you and push you and and all those things. Um, so, so that's important. You want to find a church that takes biblical membership um, that makes that important. Yeah, that's a uh, key yeah. membership because, I mean, you've we did an episode on that too. Oh yeah, go back and listen to it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, a church that practices biblical church discipline, I think, is is important, and we would say also important. And again, none of these are necessarily deal breakers, but they're very important. Is a church that's we would say the healthiest leadership structure just looking at scripture and also practically the healthiest leadership structure in a church is a plurality of leadership. Um, a lot, a lot of churches that functions as an, an eldership where you've got multiple pastors, we would say that's, it's important to find a church where it's not done. Like every, every decision isn't made by just one man, but also every decision isn't made by the entire, like, I know that sounds bad, especially coming from a, ba- a Baptist background. Baptist. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> especially coming from a Baptist background. Um, yeah, so plurality of leadership is a non-negotiable. Did I get it? Did I get it right? Negotiable? Negotiable? <laughs> You did until you, until you were really proud of yourself and you messed I know, it up. I know I did. Okay. <laughs> Non-negotiable. Yeah. Nailed Negotiable. It. Negotiable? Negotiable? Calgary? Calgary? Cagliari? Cagli- okay. Yeah. So, those things are important. So, Joy. Yes. i got to ask you a question. 
All right. Say your friend just moved to a more rural. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Say your friend just moved to a more rural area. Okay. And there are, his church options aren't the same as, say, someone that lives in a town that's got many churches. Okay? Right. Or say you meet somebody on the mission field that their town might only have two churches. Neither one of these churches do any of these first four things. What would you tell, what would your advice be? Start your own. Get connected with the church planning network. Okay, but what what boom. if this guy is or this family? They're not. They haven't been Christians very long, and you know they're not equipped to start their own. I'm saying this because the situation has actually happened with a friend of mine. Is your friend with us right now? Like, did he die? <laughs> No, no, I mean, it didn't sound like it was a ghost. He's still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's still with us. I don't know what. Maybe find the worst best option (laughs) and just trying to reform it yourself. I don't know. Okay, that's similar to what. Okay, this is what my advice was. So, my friend's options were drive an hour, an hour and a half to go to a good church. I'd get old real quick. Yes, absolutely. And there's no way you're going to be able to really live in community doing that, right? No. Or go to a not as good church that's closer, but get really involved. And this is what I encourage them to do. Get really involved to the point where, you know, you start to have a voice in that that church. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> You see, my wording made it sound like (laughs) (laughs) is he he still with us? (laughs) Yeah. So, so that might be you out there. You might say, "Hey, I don't know of a church that does expositional preaching, or that really is gospel centered." I would say, you know, get involved in a church that does some of these other things well, like community, um, and you know, grow, continue to grow, especially like this day and age. Like you might not have an option to go to a church that has expositional good preaching, but you you can get good preaching at your fingertips at any point. Yeah. Um, hashtag Matt Chandler. Um, so you might you might not be able to be fed as much in that way, but you can get fed in that way from from other places. I know that's not ideal, and I would say at some point like be looking to either move to a place, and we would say like this is important enough. That, you know, this should influence where you move. Like you want to, like if if you're moving somewhere, it'd be good to find a church before you get there. Um, but that might not always be be the case. There are other circumstances involved. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, solid. Yeah. So, look for a church expositional preaching, gospel centered. Um, desire to reach the loss, missions, and they have air conditioning and coffee. <laughs> so, 
Yup. That's all I got. You got, you got anything to add? Ty, you got anything to add? No. No. The option, you, the op, it is not an option if you're a Christian to just not be involved in the church. I think we would say that for your own health. Right. Um, so even if you have to make, if your options aren't as good as what we've laid out here, you might have to make some sacrifices. Um, but being in community on some level with other Christians is vital to your Christian growth and health. And so seek it out. Yeah. Next episode, if you're watching us on Facebook live, we're going to be wearing Cam Newton hats. Yep. There's wait, there's no way with that Cam Newton hat, there's no way that headphones would fit over it. If you don't know what we're talking about, you have to listen to the sports part. Oh yeah, we could do that. Okay. That would look so goofy. <laughs> it just slid down my face. I would not I I would not look that good in a hat. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Are you kinda that's kinda like a Colonel Sanders hat. You'd have to also get these safety work sneakers as well though. That's an ad. It's cool sneakers though. They don't make they don't make they don't make those sneakers in my size. <laughs> Dude, in Ukraine, like that's what I was known for was the guy with the big feet. Like there was there was a so it's just like you're here. Yeah. Like, it's not <laughs> yeah. much has changed. Like in Ukraine when you go into somebody's house, you take your shoes off yeah. at the front door. And multiple people said that they knew before they had seen me in person, they knew I was there because of my shoes at the front door. <laughs> they were so big. So they also don't have my size shoe in Ukraine either. But they don't have your size shoe most places. Yeah. There's one store where we live that carries three options for me. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got, I got big, I got big feet. Yep. But we will catch y'all on the flippity flip. A true mention of the true vine, the only way to the true God. All is for the straight, leaving fools blind. The truth lies, know it's bait, seeing viewed minds. We sheep going through the gate, that's the true sign. Yeah, we know the resurrection in life. The light of the world, he came, show strength for this might. This message is plain, this chain, get the letters precise. These are the I am saying, show definite height. We know a savior who's God.